Well, we're just going to dive into the Word a little bit tonight, and then we're going to get, we're not going to do this for long, and then we're going to get right back into these groups and pray with one another again. <laughs> worship, Word, Prayer. Worship, Word, Prayer. That's a good, that's a good rhythm, right? <laughs> Thank you, Luna. That was awesome. All right. Well, just uh, as I was praying into um, what direction we should go tonight, and if you're new to our community, um, we take Wednesday nights and we kind of hold them loosely. We, we, we sense themes Monday and Tuesday as a staff or maybe from Sunday, and we just ask the Holy Spirit, what does He want us to focus on? And, and then um, we kind of give it to not just one person, but to two, three people on our staff or in our community to share. Um, and so you're, you're going you're gonna to see that tonight. Um, this, the, the passage that I, I just couldn't get away from it when I was asking the Lord, what does He have for tonight? Um, and, and I wouldn't say it's this specific passage, but these themes, because we're going to kind of jump around. But um, it was Romans 8, verses 15, 16, and 17. Or 14, 15, 16, and 17. And I know we touched it on, on Sunday, and we spent some time in Romans 8. But I feel like we were just supposed to go back into it a little bit, that there's more that God wants to show us here tonight and as a community. And so, um, I'll just read it. It says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So this, these themes of being led by the Spirit, that we've received a spirit of adoption, that we are sons and daughters of God, that we are heirs, fellow heirs with Christ, and we will be glorified with him if we continue in our pursuit of him, if we continue to suffer with him. So I want to invite Anna up, and she was in a, thim a, a similar, sorry, she was in a similar theme, that's, and it, it, similar and theme came together as similar, so that's what happened in my mind. <laughs> and yeah, Anna, just give your thoughts on this, and then, yep. Hi, everyone. Oh, man, that was powerful. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Have not been here for a couple weeks, so it's good to have a little break, but it's good to be back. Hello. It's getting warmer out. That's good, right? <laughs> we did get a little snow. Don't tell anyone, but I do pray for snow. I know. We need it. We, we're going to have an amazing flourishing this spring. Pray for rain. I'll pray for rain next month. <laughs> um, but yes, I was in Galatians 4, so I just wanted to share that with you. Um, 
It's talking about Jesus here, Galatians 4, 4. And I'm going to read out of the NLT. It says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that, we could ad- so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Hmm. Now you're no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Wow. That's good news. Amen? Amen. Um, Very similar to what Marcus was reading in Romans that Paul writes. Um, The other passage that was highlighted to me earlier just in my time is in Ephesians 1. So if you could follow me there. Also Paul writing. And he writes, I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus, so we'll say at the rock, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even praying tonight, I just, um, just the access that we have because we are seated at the right hand of the Father because of what Christ Jesus did. And I know we're going to unpack a little bit more, but just this... Um, This biblical principle of sonship and daughtership is so critical to every single one of us because um, I'm sure you have seen it if you've been in church for any amount of time that if we get out of that place that Christ has paid for us, we might even do some of the works, but it will be in misalignment and we will become like orphans and slaves, right? We can even become orphans and slaves to the word, right? Old covenant. And Paul warns of that. So it might seem elementary, but it really is a place that we can never, ever, 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 ever get out of. Because it's this powerful, beautiful place of reigning in Christ Jesus through what he paid for. And out of that, there's so much more I do want to tell us all and remind us all that there is so much more that will come out of the overflow of us being deeply rooted and grounded in that place in love in Christ Jesus. And um, maybe Mike will talk more to that. So there's more. There's a promise of more. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about just this sonship. So verse 4 says, even before he made the world, God loved And I could insert every single one of our names, right? He decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus before the foundations of the earth were even created. He saw every single one of us and chose us. God decided this in advance 
to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. You give him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace, and he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And so from this place, I just want to say, I felt during worship, to, just to say over every single one of us, a lot of the time we have come from a family where our father or mother was not a great representation of the father. And sometimes we can see the Lord through that. And so I just want to say to you, you have been sanctified. You have been purified. You have been redeemed. You have been cleansed. You have been washed by the blood of Jesus. No matter what has happened in your life, no matter what anyone has said over you or spoken over you or um, believed about you, the word of God, because of what Jesus did, because of this place of sonship that Paul writes in Romans 8, because of that, all of that is washed away. It is null and void at the foot of the cross. And so now we can rule and reign. And from that place, it's a place of power and reigning with Christ Jesus and all the good works, right? We want to make Jesus famous. And we can with a pure heart, with holiness from that place of sonship and daughtership. And so I just want to remind us all that this is foundational to who every single one of us is because of what Jesus did on that cross. This is, let us, let us not settle, I was hear, hearing during worship, let us not settle for anything less than Jesus receiving his full reward, right? And that's for all men to come to know him, right? And so we each play a part in that. What does that look like in my family? What does that look like in my community? What does that look like in my church family? What does that look like at the soccer game with my grandkids, at my workplace, whatever that looks like? I'm going through the drive-through, right? We have these opportunities to always be touching people for the Lord, right? For him to get his glory, for him to be ruling in that situation. We carry the kingdom of God. We carry the spirit of God. So we can come into that place, change the atmosphere because I'm a daughter, because of what Jesus paid for me to sit in that place at the right hand of the Father, ruling and reigning through Christ Jesus. And so that's kind of what was on my heart um, just that foundational piece of let us remember, let us never forget, let us never move from this place, or, and also never reach to this place because it's already done, okay? Let's not be orphans trying to earn the love and affection of the Father. He's already telling us, you have it. So I want to say and prophesy over all of us, you have the love of the Father, the complete love of the Father, okay? That covers all. All desires, all needs, all, you know, a, a need for affection from anyone or anything, any desire, passion for anything is completely gone because I have the complete love of the Father that was poured out for me on Calvary, for you, for 
every single one of us. So let us not strive for that. It's already done. And let us remain in this place and let our lives be an outpouring, an outflow of this love and this power and this wisdom and this revelation and his peace that our world is starving and hungry for. Fathers and mothers and daughters and sons to be revealed, right, is what Paul writes. That the earth is groaning, family. The earth is groaning for us to be revealed, but not out of this place of sonship and daughtership. Amen? Amen. Amen. Tracy's going to come share. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Lord. Hmm. I was going to share a vision. Uh, I, during worship, I had this vision, but I'm going to share that maybe at the end. Maybe I won't share it at all, depending on how much time I have here. But what I really wanted to do is, as Marcus, we've been talking about being led by the Lord. And um, when we're led by the Lord, um, things turn out a whole lot better. <laughs> than when we either get ahead of the Lord or we're lagging so far behind in disobedience or being lost or running wayward that, and I think even in Galatians 5.25 it says that we're in step with the Lord. When we're led by the Lord, we're in step with the Lord. I was sharing that last week a little bit. But where God took me was, I was just, I love the Passion Translation. Um, if you're, uh, <laughs> I don't know who all reads the Passion Translation, but I always say I have to, Check, check you at the door to see if you're Christian if you don't have a copy of the Passion Translation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding, by the way. <laughs> kind of. So, um, yeah, let's do this. Let's go, uh, if you're following, Romans 8 and uh, 14 through 17, just as Marcus went. But I just want to read, and I just want to highlight a couple of just areas here. Um, some of the language and vocabulary that's used in, in the Passion Version is just, I think, and I'm going to spin off of that a little bit. Sons and daughters destined for glory. That's the, way, that's the subheading right above, uh, the heading right above verse 14. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. Wow, let me repeat that. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. Quote, unquote, spirit of religious duty. That's that works thing. That's that, right? Works, 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 works. But we got to have faith that runs alongside of our in tandem with works. It's called faith. Going on, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Let me tell you, every single one of you and every one of you online, you're good enough and you're qualified. Just a reminder. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Everyone know that, like, to be accepted. You ever accepted a reward, like, like in the natural? Like, maybe your diploma. Maybe you graduated from high school. Maybe from college. Or maybe you won a trophy. Maybe you won a national championship. It could be a number of things. But the spirit of full acceptance. Enfolding you. This is a key one. Enfolding you into the family of God. So let me recap that in my own words. You're a son. You're accepted. Nothing can ever change that, and you actually have a family. <laughs> I don't care how you grew up. 
I don't know what your family life was like or any of those things, but I already know that you are a son, you are accepted, you have an identity, and you have a family because the Word of God says so. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, quote unquote, beloved father. Come on, that is good news. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood, and this is where I'm going with the fathers. I've been ministering lately to um, a lot of folks that have just not had a, a, a great model or a great uh, past, if you will, in a natural father here on earth, or the father was absent. And, um, and I think we all know how many homes are um, fatherless at times. But verse 16 in the Passion Translation says this, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being. Quote, unquote, you are God's beloved child. I love that. Whoa, shook it. Verse 17, and since we are his true children, <laughs> we qualify to share in all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. If you leave here tonight with nothing else, this is the NLT version of, of verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. We have to, I'd almost like to turn that around and say, if you are the children of God, you are led by the Spirit of God. Because when we're rooted and grounded in identity as a child of God, we can be led. I was preaching at a Hispanic church up in Denver on Sunday night, and I, I spoke a little bit around this, but it was all about being led by the Lord. And it was all about, I just felt it was on my heart that there were things hindering some of those within the body there from being led by the Lord. And one of those is fear, and there's some other things, and identity is definitely one of them. But if we can get that right, everything else can fall into place and we can be led by the Spirit. We can be led and, and be effective, but I want to be, like, laser-focused. Anybody ever, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can be led by the Lord, and we can do works, we can have faith, we can do all these things. But, man, when you're led by the Lord and you're hearing his voice, man, there is, like, some laser-poignant moments in, in those times of ministry or serving or whatever it is where you can have maximum impact. I want to have a maximum impact because, man, we don't, we don't know how time is short. I, don't, I want to be efficient. One of the things that drives me nuts, my wife and my girls will always tell you, is like when things are, like I go to the store and something happens where things, like a return, like you got to return something to the store. Have you ever been there? Like it takes like an entire hour just to return like a, like the cheese that you weren't supposed to get, like you got cheddar when you were supposed to get mozzarella or something, you know what I'm saying? But it took like an hour to get, I mean, oh, there's something. I, I still have buttons, of course. <laughs> Apparently, I still have buttons, okay. And my girls will tell you, and my wife will tell you that, yeah, efficiency. My point is this, is I want to be as efficient as possible in that time of, of ministry, in that time of of, of holding that person, God's child, God's son, God's daughter, holding their, their heart in my hand in that moment. And just, oh, 
It's so precious. And I want to just have maximum impact and be as efficient as possible as heaven invades that time or heaven invades that, that, that space. If you remember nothing else from tonight, I want to, I love, it was kind of funny. Uh, um, Anna got here a tad late, but she said in Ephesians, and I go one, and I go five, and she goes, yes. And I'm like, yes, if you remember nothing else, it's this. And there's one wording here that, that really is poignant, and I want to make four quick points, and I'll land. He predestined, no, four quick points. Do I sound like Mike? I'm sorry. Was there a laugh? Was, are you heckling me? Okay. <laughs> I think Mike heard himself in my comments maybe there. I'm not sure. Four quick points in Atlanta, I promise. And there'll be quick points. He predestined, this is the word, predestined. Think about that. Predestined, like that goes back a long, long time. Well before we were ever born, right? He predestined us for adoption to sonship. Remember that word predestined through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. I love Dave was, uh, we were praying David and I back here, and he was talking about the pleasure, man. That was just, oh, so poignant. It was just rocking my heart. Thank you, David. Here's the thing. If we were predestined, that means we were chosen. Okay? We were chosen. He chose us first. Here's the deal. Uh, the, the wedding parable. Many are called, but few are chosen. How do we know we're called? We're all called. Don't, I've, I've said that a million times. I'll say it again. But how do we move from being called to being chosen? We say yes, and we step into that thing. But we're chosen. We're chosen by God. He chose us first. He chose you before time began. He chose you before you were born, and he chooses you right now. He chose you first, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear much fruit. He chose you before time began, Ephesians 1.4. In fact, Anna hit on this. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. He chose you before you were born, Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. In other words, I chose you as a prophet to the nations. And he chooses you right now, 1 Thessalonians 1.4. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. He didn't choose you then. He didn't choose you. I'm going to choose you in the future. He says, I, he has chosen you. That's present tense. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. God, I just thank you. Even as I had this vision, I'm just going to share this vision. I just feel like this is for someone here tonight. You were chosen. You have an identity. You have an, a, a deep, deep root of identity that God predestined you for as a son or as a daughter. God, I thank you for the vision I had. I saw many with hands on plow. There were, some were putting their hands on plow. Some were thinking about it, and others had their hand on a plow. But then I saw others looking behind them. And I feel like the Lord, where the Lord's leading us in this season, is into a harvest. There's a harvest coming, guys. Understand that you've heard this word not just in this house or in this body, but many others online. I don't know if you, you follow others. I mean, you're hearing it all over. There is a harvest coming. God is using all of these things for a harvest. And I feel like there was a field out in front of many, but they were looking behind them at the field from their past. And yet they had their hand on the plow or they were in the midst of grabbing the plow. So God, I thank you 
God, that each and every one of us would grab hold of the plow. In fact, I prophesy that over each and every one here, over each and every one that's online right now, that they would put their hand on the plow, almost like stepping stepping to that throne of grace boldly. I feel like you just grab the the plow with total abandon, like like with reckless abandon, with, with nothing else hindering you, grabbing hold and stepping forth. You know, to the to the plow and looking what's in the future and what's the fi- in the field ahead, not looking back at what's in the field behind. So, Lord, I just pray that I just claim and declare that right now, Lord. There is a harvest coming, God, and each and every one of us in this body that's watching online throughout this region, this state, this country, Lord, and in this world, Lord, we are looking into the field ahead of us, Lord, for the harvest that is to come. So, Lord, I just release that right now. In the mighty loving name, in the, in the harvest-bearing name of Jesus. Amen. The seed that you've planted. There you go. Amen. Amen. Wow. So when we were praying earlier, you got the seed was planted behind you. Wow. And at the end of the day, and I think it's Matthew, he says, we're just called to scatter seed. Come on. Sometimes we overcomplicate this thing too. And sometimes... Let's just, let's just scatter seed. Let God, right? Silas can do, do the watering. Apollos can, right? But it's God who brings the growth. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Those were four quick points, bro. That was awesome. Good. Thank you. No, Anna, Tracy, thank you so much for that. Um, so, Mike, why don't you just come and we're, we've been led, we've been feeling this for a while, but we're going to, no, it's kind of quick, but we're going to call a three-day fast uh, next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I just feel like it's time to stop things, posture our hearts before the Lord, and ask, be led, hear his heart. So Mike just wanted to share a little bit on that, and then anything else you want to share, of course. And then, uh, and then we'll pray for one another. I love that I hear, yeah. When we're, when we're talking about praying and fasting, <laughs> like, oh, that's good. Most of the time it's, oh. <laughs> so I love it. You guys are excited about praying and fasting. Yeah, this is something, it was funny because I was talking, I was talking to a few people over the past two weeks and just feeling this urge to fast. And I'm like, I don't know if this is just me. But I, I feel like the Lord's calling me into a fast. And uh, so I, I was going to do it regardless. And um, as we were in the staff meeting on Tuesday and going around and just kind of sharing hearts and um, our staff meetings are so much fun. We don't talk about business. Well, we do talk about business. We talk about kingdom business. We talk about Jesus and what he's doing and and what's stirring our hearts and where he's taking us as a church. And so just as we were going around, it was confirmed just twice as people. I don't even know who the people were. I can't remember um, in our group as we were going around. But somebody hit on a fast. And I was like, oh, there it is. And then somebody else did. And so at the end of, of just our time on Tuesday, I said, uh, we're going to call a fast. And I know some people like to have things planned out and, you know, let's do this thing four weeks from now. Um, I, I don't see anywhere in Scripture where uh, things were actually planned out. Uh, 
it was like, oh, they're going to go here. Okay, well, wait, no, you know what? It's going to change. We're going to go here instead. So I honestly think the Holy Spirit does this on purpose, uh, that you may think you have your plans worked out, and then guess what? As long as you're being led by the Spirit, He's more than likely going to change them. And so, uh, and it disrupts things. It disrupts our lives. It, it makes us a little uncomfortable, and I think that's how the Holy Spirit works. Our intent is never to be comfortable. Uh, it's always to be kind of on our tiptoes, listening to the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. And, uh, and the leading is, is always to where there is fruit. Um, yeah, just let that soak in for a minute. There, there's, when he lead, where he leads, there's fruit. Uh, he even leads into the wilderness, but there's fruit. <laughs> he may not lead you where you want to go, but it may be the exact place you need to go. Uh, sometimes the wilderness is where you need to go, and sometimes it's he's leading you to someone to actually see him come into the kingdom. Uh, but, but there's things he's working in our own heart, and then there's things he's, he's calling us to uh, when it comes to others as well. Um, his heart is always for others. And so uh, be ready in season, out of season. Be prepared. Always uh, make the most. We're going to make the most of every opportunity that comes before us. And I... I, I I'll just say this, I, I've had these conversations with God in the past where I've been, I've, there'll be someone maybe on the side of the street or something, I'm like, Lord, am I supposed to go minister to him? And, uh, and I've had this realization, and I've, it, kind of in a shocking way, like where God's just gone, really? <laughs> Are you asking me my heart? <laughs> like, do you not know that my heart is for you always to pour out and share the gospel and love others around you? So if you're ever just asking the Lord, like, God, am I supposed to go say something to that person? Let me just say, the answer is always yes. <laughs> and if you think that you're not supposed to share the love of Jesus with someone, uh, or if you're questioning it, um, you can stop asking the Lord whether you're supposed to do it or not. The answer is yes. <laughs> Uh, and let me say this. It says in, in Romans, as we just read, it says that th those are children of God that are led by the Spirit. He's always on the move. Uh, even in the waiting, He's on the move. And so never get stuck. Don't allow yourself to get stuck in a place because He's always moving, and our job is to move with Him those that are led by the Spirit are sons of God and daughters. So I, I don't want to preach anymore. I'm not, I was not planning to preach at all tonight. I, I want to say this, though, where as we move into this, and I feel like for you guys, I don't know how much time I'll have to share on this on Sunday. Um, I will talk about it a little bit, but I feel like this is, actually, they're all important. Every time we call these corporate fasts, but this one's really important. Um, I, I'll say this, as I... It was a Tuesday morning, uh, about 5 o'clock or 5.30. I was just kind of waking up. And a lot of times before I just jump out of bed and start doing stuff, I'll actually purposely just lay back down in bed. And because my mind's clear, I'm not thinking about things yet. And it's, it's one of the best times I have to, to hear the Spirit. 
Uh, there's other times where I press in and I'm praying and, and then I begin to hear like more clearly. But I feel like like when you wake up and you start jumping into your day quickly, like things get crazy, right? You start thinking of all the things you have to do. Everything starts to process and you're like, and, and so I would, I would encourage you when you just start to wake up, like just stop for five minutes and just say, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me? What do you want to show me today? What do you, is there anything that you just need me to know as I start my day today? Let him be the start of your day. And let him be the finish of your day. I'll do that at night too. Almost every night, unless it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm just going to bed. <laughs> but I'll try to just, maybe I'll read like a few scriptures, and then I'll just wait upon the Lord. I'll just wait and just say, God, as I'm going to sleep tonight, what is it that you want to put on my heart that I can just meditate on? Uh, that even throughout the night, it says he sings to you in the night in, in Psalm something. Psalm something, something. <laughs> it's in the Psalms. I don't know where. I can't remember where it is. But he sings to you in the night. And, and I, the question is, is are we listening? Our spirit is awake. And our spirit, our spirit doesn't sleep. Our body sleeps. Our mind sleeps. And, but our spirit is awake. And, and it's, he's always, he can always be speaking to us. And so those are two times. I don't know where, how I got in on that. But um, I would encourage you, especially. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Tuesday morning I woke up. He spoke to me, and I, and I had this, like, it was Ephesians 1. It's talking about where he gives us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And, and then I saw the words resources right after that as well. But I saw it, like, kind of hazed out and, like, kind of scratched out. And I felt like the Lord was just saying, um, there are kingdom resources that the body of Christ is meant to tap into. And, and it's almost like we've, we've just we've kind of set that aside and we're like, well, we're just going to do the things of the Lord and, and we actually miss, um, there's, how do I say this? There's, there's so much that he has for us. He wants to give us the wealth of the nations. He, he, uh, there's, but, it's, but it's for his purposes and for his plans. But I, I, I felt like even for the rock in this season that we're about to tap into um, kind of spiritual resources, but even physical resources in a greater way. And I'll say, I mean, we've already been tapping into amazing things, even just um, partnerships, things that we're doing, finances coming in from crazy things or funding that we can use to, to help people in need. By the way, if you know of anyone that needs help with rent in Douglas County, um, we have a massive fund uh, that uh, is almost limitless um, as long as there, is, there are qualifications. But we're partnering with Douglas County in this. And as, if you can qualify, um, we, can, we can help people with rent. And then if they qualify for rent, we can also help them with utilities. So it's real specific in that. But, and there's other, obviously, we help everyone. Um, but but we, we just tapped into a, a massive fund. But I feel like the Lord has, has so many more resources and things that we're to operate in from a kingdom perspective um, that, that we haven't yet understood or seen or, or stepped into. And so on this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and here's the real resource is, is lives. We're, we're, gonna, we're going after souls. We're going after the harvest. Um, but Monday, I saw this. I just felt like Monday is going to be a, uh, just a time of alignment. 
uh, and it's a prayer, but it's not an asking prayer. And, and uh, it's more of a, it's a just setting our hearts before the Lord, aligning with Him. It says the, the, the Spirit understands the deep thoughts of the Father, 1 Corinthians 2, kind of what uh, uh, Marcus was going into there. That, that we actually align with the deep thoughts of the Father, that we get our heart and our spirit in complete alignment. Then I felt like day two was going to be, this is where the ask comes in. We're going to begin to ask. It says that when you ask anything in my name, it will be given to you. We don't understand that. Because if, if we did, I think we would have a lot more. We wouldn't be like, and it's not the things, obviously, of this it actually is the things of this world in a sense, but, um, but with, a perp- with a different mindset and a different purpose, it can be all the above. Uh, I'm not being very clear in that. It, let me say, <laughs> it can be finances. It can be, it can be things in this world, um, but our heart has to be set in a place. He says, if, he says you, if you, you don't have because you don't ask, and when you do ask, you don't have because... Uh, because you're asking for your own purposes and your own pleasures. And so there is a, this is that, like, day one is setting our hearts. So we're not, we're not looking for anything that's for our own pleasures, for our own purposes. It's for the kingdom. But when we have his will, when, he know, when we know his will and his pleasures and what he wants to do, then we step into that place of now we ask in his name. In his name is in his character, in his nature, knowing what he, he desires, that we're, asking, we're actually asking for the things on his heart. And then he pours out the blessings. And I feel like day three is almost going to be like we're going to perceive. There's going to be downloads. There's going to be uh, blueprints. There's going to be things that we're going to begin to understand. And, and it's ultimately about the harvest. It's ultimately about souls. If we're going for anything else, then we're not actually going after the heart of God. This is his heart. But there are things that I believe he's going to reveal to us, show us. And, uh, and we're partnering. Uh, pastor Dan Crosby, raise your hand back there, Dan. He's the pastor of Fuel Church down in Monument, and they snuck in here. And uh, they are just amazing, amazing people going after the Lord and just such great friends. And uh, we love them so much and their church. Fuel Church is amazing down on Monument, and we just get to partner with them. And so they were actually here on Tuesday, and we got to pray together. And so they're partnering with, with us. We're partnering with them. Um, there's another church up in Denver called uh, Recover Church, uh, and Jeremy was there. He's the pastor of Recover Church. And so we're going to be partnering with them as well, and, and we may be partnering with a few other churches as well. I'll be actually up in uh, Kremlin on uh, Sunday night. Um, uh, with another church up there, Robbie James, who's another really uh, close friend, good friend, and we're partnering with them and things, so we, they may be going into this as well. So I, I feel like this is going to be a time where we're going to really tap into uh, the resources and the things that God has for us to actually empower us and strengthen us to see the kingdom come in greater ways, to see a harvest come. So does that all make sense? I went way over. <laughs> Why don't we spend the last 10 minutes here uh, just pressing in, praying together. Uh, what Anna spoke into, uh, what Tracy spoke into, what Marcus spoke into, this is so good. I would encourage you kind of soak this in uh, and pray into this. Also, 
get ready for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By the way, if you can join us Monday from 9 to 12, we're going to meet back in the prayer room. I'm also going to, I just sent out a Zoom link as well if you get the emails. Um, so you can join us by Zoom if you can't be here from 9 to 12 or even for a part of it. You can, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yeah, not at night. <laughs> in the morning. So 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Monday. Uh, you can join us on the Zoom link. And What's that? Brian's here. Okay. Yeah, Brian Fenimore will be here next, next Wednesday, but we'll also, we will be focusing in on that prayer and fasting time. So let's just pray as we close. Sharon, you want to close us in prayer here? So, Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for preparing our hearts. Thank you for the harvest that you have prepared for us, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you continue to ignite within us, Lord Jesus, your spirit, your love, your mercy, Lord Jesus, and prepare us for this three-day fast, Lord, that we may be able to garner, Lord Jesus, your open heaven, Lord, that your spirit may just come down, Lord, and that the gates of heaven may be open and you pour down, Lord Jesus, that which you have for us that we haven't tapped yet. So thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the hearts, Lord. Thank you for our, our desire to reach hearts and lives, Lord Jesus, to transform, Lord, this nation, Lord, this state and this beautiful town, Lord. So we thank you for that, Lord, and, and we just thank you for all that you have done in our lives and that you are going to do in your holy and your precious name. We just praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Put you on the spot. All right. So love you guys. Uh, yeah, let's spend a few minutes in prayer, and then, uh, and then we'll head out.